guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, hey, and welcome to Connections Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice. Let me ask you this. Have you watched TV recently? Read a magazine? Flipped through a newspaper? How about YouTube? Been on YouTube? And hey, did you know that you can get this podcast on YouTube? Just search Connections Coffee and Confidence. You'll find me. And I'm fairly certain you've been on Facebook, and I know you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Okay, so you consume media. Big deal. What's with the questions, you might be wondering? Well, I'm not going to ask you for any recommendations, although I'm open. I do want to talk about the three main differences between advertising and public relations and what it means for you. And running through all of those different media, I know you've been exposed to both. Hi, I'm Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence Podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. Now I'm going to warn you, in this episode, I give a litany of how things don't always work out the way you expect. This was a hard lesson for me as a young student who struggled to grasp what the professors, all highly experienced PR professionals, what they had to say on the topic. It was even harder as a control freak perfectionist adult. And as a business owner, you may have already learned this lesson. A career in public relations has turned out to be a fantastic example of the universe teaching you what you need to know. 
So as you listen, please keep that in mind. Okay, so first some definitions. So we know what we're all talking about from the get-go. Public relations is all about disseminating information and creating relationships. It's all about creating strategic communications to persuade your publics or your audiences, your people, around to your way of seeing things, hopefully in a forthright and integrity-led manner. Advertising is about selling your product or your service. Now the basic point of both of these tools is to make money. Advertising aims to do it in a short time frame. PR is more of a long game. But in essence, they both work to bring people towards you who want to exchange their money for your magic, whatever that magic may be. And your business definitely needs one of these. As the person in charge, it's up to you to decide which one. I, for one, would say that you could most definitely benefit from both. But which one do you want to use first? Or how do you use them to your best advantage? How do you use them together? Can you even do that? These are all questions that any good communication strategist can help you answer, but it's so much easier to make your decisions and craft your plans when you understand some of the fundamentals. You can't know what's possible if you don't understand your options. Now, one of, if not the main difference between PR and advertising is control. Hello? Reformed control freak here. Control over the messaging. Control over where the message is delivered. And how. And to who. And for how long. In public relations, we can spend our time crafting messaging and devising beautiful stories that eloquently and elegantly put forth our position. We can create events that are meaningful and inspiring. We can see exactly where our clients' expertise or business, even their product, fits within or even shapes the current narrative. However, once we craft that release and send it out, we relinquish control. We may send it to a journalist who really doesn't see the relevance, or one who already got a similar pitch and decided to go with the other company, or one who's already on to the next amazing story and they aren't interested or they don't have time for this topic anymore. Maybe something else has happened and that event or story or announcement that sweeps everything else aside or means it all needs to be rethought and reframed and repitched. When Black Lives Matter took hold in 2020, when the national media really started paying attention and giving airspace to the stories that rightly needed telling, a lot of wonderfully crafted pitches were left to wither. Not because the journalists were bad at their jobs, and not because the PR person was bad at theirs, but because something happened that changed what was viewed as important and relevant to a large piece of society if not society as a whole. So everything else either waited or withdrew and reevaluated how and if they fit into this new conversation. But there was no control there on behalf of the businesses who had stories to tell over the events of the day. Once you send that pitch or release or feature, 
you also lose control over the messaging. Once that story has gone to the journalist or the blogger or the podcaster, please understand that they are the media. They dictate how that story is told. Sometimes they know better than you do. And they take your story and they make it even better. They throw their contacts and their experiences and their ideas behind it and they run with it. It may become bigger than you imagined. And it might become bigger than you. It may have been your story, but you can get squeezed out. You might get a mention, but you might not. Or they might take the idea and change it to suit what they think the story is. I can remember pitching a story. The reporter was interested, but not enough to go out and do the interview. So I wrote a release. I sent it in. And the story that was printed was not the story I submitted. There were snippets of what I had written, but overall it was unrecognizable. But we considered it a win because the organization I was working for was quoted, they were credited with some work, we received recognition in the community as a result, but it wasn't what we had been expecting. I also once pitched a story about a different organization, a nonprofit sporting and cultural one, and it turned into a feature about its president, who admittedly had a great story but one I didn't think would be of interest to the local media. It got amazing coverage, and the organization got a mention. It was covered in the relevant section of the paper on the front page of that section with great pictures. Now, some members of that organization were not terribly impressed because they just wanted to see what they did front and center. But that's what happens sometimes. You lose control over how things play out. Sometimes your story gets reinterpreted. You may choose your words very specifically, and those words may be changed. I had a job title changed in a story in a local newspaper once. It didn't damage me or my business or my reputation, so I had no comeback. In the grand scheme of things, I got good coverage. And anyone who was interested could just look me up and find out what I actually do. You can print the song, but they don't have to sing from your song sheet. The media doesn't even need to sing your tune. You also don't know when your story is going to go out. You might submit it, hoping for it to run in a timely fashion, but you don't know. It might run the next day, the next week, it might go into a monthly roundup as a wee blurb. You can mark on your release the date of whatever, and in fact, you should do that. You can note the time frame for which it is relevant. Okay, say for example, if you're running a fundraising event, you might contact the reporter ages in advance. Send the release with beautiful pictures and testimonials and all sorts of good stuff a few weeks in advance. And your story might run the day of the event, when you've already told the caterer how many to prepare for, and assured the fire officer and venue that your numbers will easily be accommodated in a certain room. So those people who see the information and decide to buy tickets on the day of the event, well, they kind of fluff up the plans a bit. And if all that sounds a bit personal, well, I've worked for a few nonprofits in my day, and that's all I'll say about that point being, 
you don't have control over when something gets run. And it might feel like in this day of online instant media, when we are overrun with information and when reporters are crying out for stories, that you could be assured of getting coverage pretty quickly. But that's just not the case. There are still deadlines. There are editorial decisions. There are pipelines of information that have been sent in ahead of yours. You might get lost in the shuffle. You might not have understood the lead times required for the particular media you've chosen. Hello, six months for a magazine. And things like that are reasons why I say you should have a strategic communications plan. So you know who you're targeting, with what story, and when you need to have it pitched by. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. you might feel your story is very timely, very important for right now. But once you send that story away, you relinquish control. And you know how people need to hear a message or see something up to 23 times in order for it to sink in, for them to be consciously aware of it and make a decision around it? Well, you pitch your story to the media, a reporter is probably only going to run that once. Yeah, there are some times when your story can make a comeback because it fits with the narrative of another story that crops up in the future. You might get a second mention, but really, it's typically a one-and-done kind of thing. You do have the option of pitching to numerous media. I mean, have you ever seen someone do a book launch or promote their movie? They show up everywhere telling the same story, wearing slightly different outfits, but saying the same things to different people. It can be done. 
It requires strategy and coordination, but you too can have a campaign. But if the building catches fire, the reporter's kid gets sick, the editor decides it's not actually a great fit for their audience, your story is gone. Or if Jack Black happens to mention that Angelina Jolie is pregnant with twins during one of these interviews, you know exactly what the story is actually going to be about. Even the biggest and most expensive PR machines do not have ultimate control. Now, you might really want your story to be read by middle-aged men who have a disposable income, own their own home and car, and are ready to learn about what you do. A reporter or an editor might see your pitch and think, oh my god, my friend Rose totally loves those stories and would be perfect for it, and send it to them. No matter that Rose works for a sister magazine aimed at millennial women who still live at home and work out of their bedroom. You don't always know who is going to read your story because you don't have control. If you like control over these things, then you want to advertise. When you advertise, you get to decide how it looks, how it sounds, what it says, to the word, to the Pantone color, to the background music. You decide when it runs, You can pay extra to get the full page inside front cover, or you can pay much less and get an eighth of a page below the fold. You decide how long it runs for. You pay to put that ad in front of the people you want to see it, when you want them to see it, and how often you want them to see it, or hear it, or whatever media you're using. But that payment, that's the second critical difference between advertising and PR. Good PR is typically free. An event might cost you some money, but the publicity around it should be free. You don't pay your journalist to run your story. That's advertising. I remember the first time I heard the word advertorial. Oh, such a great word. It's where you write your story, like a media release or a feature article, and you submit it. It runs wherever you've submitted it, looking just like a piece of native content, except for the little tiny asterisks next to the title or the byline. And then you look around the page or the screen for that meaning of that little asterisk and find the words sponsored content or something similar. It looks like a journalist wrote it, but they didn't. That media outlet got paid to run it. PR uses the merit of the story, the relationship with the media, the creativity and strategy of a communicator and of one who is watching and interpreting the way their audiences are behaving to see where their clients fit to land a story. All of that, that's their currency. And the third critical difference between advertising and PR is credibility. Okay, and yes, Some may really want to debate that statement with me. I mean, how many times have you heard someone snort or scoff at a so-called PR stunt? Because sometimes they aren't so credible. But a good PR story is picked up by its merit. It's picked up because it fits the scenario playing out in real time. It adds to the discussion. Sometimes it gets picked up because it's fun and it's different and it's exactly what's needed to lift the spirits or break up a heavy news day 
or because that's the style of information that medium specializes in. Because the PR story has had to earn its way into the media, there is often credibility attached to it. Because the journalist is the one presenting the story, or at least seemingly presenting the story, it has credibility attached. I say seemingly because once I submitted a story that got printed in its entirety, except the journalist put his name in place of mine. Usually when you see a story with no attribution, that story was written by a PR person and submitted on behalf of the company featured. And that is just an aside, extra information. So you can start picking up on what's journalism and what's PR, and you can begin thinking about what's possible for you. An ad is an ad. You see one and you know that article of food has been painted and polished. It has been lit by a professional, photographed by a professional, and edited to look even more enticing than it did in real life. And somebody who will profit from your purchase paid to have all of that done and the resulting ad placed in front of you at a time when you would be most vulnerable to seeing it. You know that that is a paid actor singing the praises of whatever it is, and they are singing the words that were chosen to appeal to you the most. Journalists usually have strong ethical boundaries, and they don't tend to appreciate blatant promotions or manipulations. Editors, frankly, just won't run the story if it doesn't deserve to be run. An ad is a different thing altogether. Now, none of this is to say that running an ad is going to get you everything you want or need from your campaign. Messaging can still flop. People can skip the ads. Information overload works against the most beautifully created advertisements too. But you do have that control over what is produced, where it goes, how often it's shown, and for how long. If you have budget, if control is important, if timing and immediacy is a concern, if you aren't too worried about the judgment of people who see what you put out, then an ad is probably the way for you to go. If you have a longer term strategy, very little budget, and some patience, I recommend using public relations. If you have a larger budget and bigger goals, I recommend hiring someone to advise you on strategy and helping you implement your plan. PR and advertising, they can work very well together. If you have strong messaging and you have a clear goal in mind, you can use advertising to support your other PR activities. If you have a product or service to sell, you can use a mix of advertising and PR to raise awareness of who you are and what you do, but also to unequivocally just sell your product. This doesn't have to be an all or nothing kind of thing. All of the communications activities available to you can work together to support your goals, but you need to have an awareness of the options and the opportunities in order to make the best decisions to support your goals in your business. And I hope this podcast episode has helped. But hey, before you go, I'm going to run a beta version of a pitching workshop. 
I call it a workshop because you're going to learn and do tasks so that by the end of it, you'll have successfully submitted actual pitches to get your PR working in 2022. So if you're interested in getting into some podcasts to help raise your profile and attract new audiences, you should get on my email list, follow my Facebook page, or join my private group. Search Connections Coffee and Confidence and you'll find me on Facebook or go to janicefogarty.com to get on my email list. And now, my friend, have a fan-freaking-tastic rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at Janice at JaniceFogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 